Hello and welcome to A Word Before We Leave. I'm Brett Gaffney. Life. This one word encapsulates the full range of emotions, thoughts, and feelings amongst every single person on this planet. It is the one of two things all humans will have in common, the other being death. We as a human species have all grown and seen many things, each of us forming our own unique and individual perspectives that allow us to move from our day-to-day learning, experiencing, and growing as individuals. But one thing that is commonly shared and thought over by philosophers, artists, saints, and the everyday human is how short this gift of life truly is and can be. I quote my father, who probably heard this quote from someone else before him. A day is long and a year is short. I abide by this quote, and it has helped me understand some fundamental ways at interacting with the people I am fortunate enough to cross paths with. Today on A Word Before We Leave, we have Parker Ryle joining us. Parker is from Ogallala, Nebraska. He is currently 23 years old, living in Lincoln, in between a full-time job, and going back to pursue a degree in emerging media arts at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, and to finish the degree that he started pre-COVID. He hopes to someday be in Seattle or New York or in a small town, God knows where, working in game development. Parker, thanks for being here today. <laughs> Brett, it's good to be here, buddy. Thanks for having me on. We've uh, talked about this, you know, for a couple of weeks now, and the more we talk about it, the more I have been excited to do it. So I'm glad we're here. Absolutely. I'm I'm feeling stoked. This is this has been a podcast that I've been wanting to make since I was in high school. I I was a senior graduating and the thought came across my mind that I wanted to explore the everyday man, the everyday woman, <laughs> the everyday person. Yeah. And See what you makes them pick, tick. You wanted to pick their brains a little bit. Exactly. This could be therapeutic for some people. This could be therapeutic to the listener. This could be something that maybe two or three people listen to. At the end of the day, I'm just happy to be here making this with you. Dude, I couldn't agree more. Like Sitting down to do something like this, uh, every every time I've been in, in, in the room, in the podcasting room, um, it's just a fun way to be present, honestly. Like... There's nothing else important in our lives right now other than, like, recording this. Not that there aren't important things, but, like, right now, with this room and the dog whining in the hallway, like, (laughs) wanting to be let out, that's it. Like, us recording this and and having this conversation, like, that's what's important right now. Exactly. Just so you know, as the listener, we are currently sitting inside of Parker's living room in his apartment, and his dog has been put in the other room. If there is dog sounds in the background, we do apologize. You won't hear her. She's, she's, I think we can hear her, but like they, they won't be able to hear her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think we might as well get started. I'm going to ask matter. Parker a few questions, and we're going to pick his brain a little bit and see exactly kind of what makes Parker who he is as a person. So, Parker, if you don't mind me asking you, what is one thing that you were passionate about when growing up? Mm. Just one? <laughs> um, I got a couple things. Um, but the the one thing, and, and, and just because I know that where this conversation is going to go, so I'm going to... Um, growing up, video games were an escape. They were a way to... Uh, kind of put myself into a new perspective. Um, one that maybe wasn't the life that I was, you know, currently living. Um, uh, some of my like most vivid memories of playing video games uh, and why I am so passionate about them is when 
I can be going through a really tough time, like whether I like whether it was my parents' divorce or like in high school with a lot of like stressful tests coming up. Being able to just sit down and put myself into another character's story, and um, you learn a couple things through that. You the experience you have um, sometimes doesn't have words like you can't describe it. It's 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 a feeling that you get when you're doing it. And it's it's about the act of playing and the act of exploring that tickles the old brainwaves. <laughs> In your opinion, Parker, what what makes a good game? What is something that has always stuck out when it came to playing video games that has really just brought you back each time? One of the the one of the aspects of a game that makes it desirable to play or desirable to come back to is uh what i have i've stolen this term from somebody i can't remember but it's uh the hooks that the game has it does this game have its hooks in me like do i want to go back and play lego star wars the skywalker saga or elden ring right now or anything like does it make me want to come back there are all there are all sorts of things that make up a good hook um, I think one of the, like, number one is story. And that's not necessarily the story, the narrative that the game tells, but also the stories that you take as a player. Um, so, for example, like, a racing game, like Forza. I can't sit here and tell you that the, uh, the, the narrative of Forza Horizon is, like, game of the year material, but, like, I'm pretty sure the last Forza game, like, won a bunch of game awards because of just how great it is. And like, it's not a story game. Like, yeah, maybe there's like missions and stuff. I don't know. I'm, I'm not an Xbox person, but I know that it, I know the main concept of that. Like Gran Turismo is another great example. Like th- these games aren't story based, but they are experiences that have their hooks in people that come, keep coming back and selling millions of copies. Great. Now, before we move on to the next questions, I think this would be a great time to move into a segment. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Word of the Day. Today, we get our Word of the Day from MerriamWebster.com. This is not sponsored, mm, so let's Webster. not... Exactly. Let's not get a little carried away. But today's Word of the Day is Taurus, T-O-R-U-S. It is a noun, and there are four definitions of Taurus. So I will go over all four of them, and then I think it would be fun for the two of us to come up with our own sentences to use for Taurus to not only educate ourselves, but Mm. also educate our audience. Right. So Taurus, this is the first definition. A large molding of convex profile commonly occurring as the lowest molding in the base of a column. The second definition of Taurus the thickening of a membrane closing a wood cell a pit. Verb? The thickening of a membrane closing a wood cell pit as a gymnosperm tracheids, tracheids having the secondary cell ward arched over the pit cavity. The third definition of torus is a donut-shaped surface generated by a circle rotated about an axis in its plane that does not intersect the circle. And then the fourth, and this is my favorite definition of Taurus, a smooth, rounded, anatomical protuberance, such as a bony ridge on the skull. 
Did you field this before you pulled it up? I did. <laughs> so you you specifically knew that you wanted to read just that fourth definition. Yes. Great. I hope you have sentences planned and ready for the some of these because I am. I like I I don't know how we're gonna do the third one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think for time's sake we will just choose one of the definitions which are pulled up in front of me and then we'll be able to. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the fourth one because I know that's your favorite. Okay. 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 I need I need a second to to pick mine. I'm gonna pick the first one. I'm gonna pick the the large molding of convex profile commonly occurring as the lowest molding in the base of a column. Okay. This is this is my sentence. I'm going off the fourth definition of torus. As a reminder, the word is torus. T O R U S. <laughs> a smooth, rounded anatomical protuberance is my definition. Joey bumped his Taurus along his his knee, and it hurt. So he bumped his Taurus, the small bony protuberance from his skull, on his knee. No, that's just an example. Oh, oh, that's an example. So where is Johnny's protuberance? His kneecap. <laughs> that was excellent. Um, Taurus. A large molding of convex profile commonly occurring as the lowest molding in the base of a column. Hey, Brett. Yeah, Parker. Do you see that Taurus over there? Over where? <laughs> On Abe Lincoln's memorial. Oh! That small... You see that one specifically? That Taurus. That's my favorite Taurus. That's a good Taurus. We kind of look like just a bunch of tourists standing out here, don't oh. we? Oh, clapping and, for And now we must end every uh, word of the day with a pun. So now let's go back to the questions. Mm. Okay. Now we're going to get a little personal. Oh, God, I knew it was coming. I knew it. We're just going to work our way up and just kind of see <laughs> where it goes. Okay. How has gaming affected the choices you make in your personal life? And this can stem back from your first game. This can stem back from the game you played yesterday. This can stem back from board games. It doesn't even have to be video games. Ask it one more time. How has gaming affected the choices you make in your personal life? For the audience that can't see what Parker's doing right now, he's writing on a notepad. I gotta take notes. So, you know, you gotta... You can't keep it all up here. That's what I've learned. You cannot keep all all thoughts in your brain. You have to write them down because it just gets to be a mess. <laughs> so, how has gaming affected my choices? Well, it has certainly affected my financial choices. <laughs> I definitely uh, probably spend more money on video games than the average consumer. I think that... Because of how many games I have played and how much time I've spent playing them, that it affects a lot more personal choices in my life than I probably would realize on first glance. Um, and I think that that comes back to like the lessons and stories that you learn playing them. Um, Especially in a tough time. You're really more receptive to a game's themes and messages when you're going through a tough time. I think that it's... I choose how to spend my time. And I'm more careful and wise about what I do with my time because of games. 
I've seen when playing games can be like way too much and where it's like, I'm not actively, uh, being present in other aspects of my life. And that's a problem. Like you have to keep yourself in check. However, I think that a lot of times that I come to play games is for therapy. It's for a therapeutic escape release, you know, man, I tell you what, living alone, uh, that my sophomore year of college in a, in a house all by myself, that my dad, the person who was living in it, just up and left. They, that was renting. He's like, hey, I need somebody to live in in this place. I was like, sweet. I'll move back home. Cool. And, um, man, I, it was so lonely in there. And what I would do is sit on a coffee table in front of this TV and play God of War and just feel like, a badass feel which one the new one 2018 dope that's a good one yeah it's game of the year that year and probably one of my top five favorite games for a reason norse gods right norse gods yeah the ragnarok this year is gonna get nuts that's all i'm gonna say Mm -hmm. (laughs) but um yeah man like the the personal choices the 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 way i choose to spend my time like I know when I'm not going to jump into a game like Elden Ring because I don't have six hours. I I can't dive in and really get into it and die a million times. For those of you who don't know what Elden Ring is, it's it's a currently trending video game mm-hmm. that is an RPG based on Dark It's in the Dark, so- Dark Souls it's realm. A, it's a Soulsborne game made, made by From Software, released in 2022. Get out from under a rock. You know, They're go look famous for being hard. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot of games that make you appreciate real life way more. Um, and sometimes when you see real life at its worst, for example, like the last of us and the last of us part two are games that are set in an apocalyptic world. Um, instead of zombies, they're called clickers. It's more of a fungus zombie kind of deal. But it's really sad. These games are absolutely heartbreaking. Um, you get so attached to characters, and then these characters are brutally murdered, and right in front of you. And the choices that you have that you have to make in the second one, I haven't gone back and replayed it because it's just it takes a lot out of you. And so I'm able to come out of an experience like that feeling semi cathartic, like I've I've not only achieved something, but I've felt something. I felt another person's pain. I felt another person's desire for revenge. And then in this, specifically the themes of last of us part two are very much revenge and what that means. And also that it's not pretty and that it really is awful in all aspects that getting revenge is, you know, maybe not worth it. Um, so, when you come out of that and you come into real life, you appreciate the people around you. You appreciate that we don't live in a zombie apocalypse and that it's the situations that we face in our life are not as stressful or not as serious as we make them out to be. So what, what would you say to, let's say this is a hypothetical, right? Yeah. What would you say to somebody that, maybe has never played a video game in their life. Maybe this maybe it's past their generation, maybe it's beyond them to the point so they don't they don't see it through the lens that you see it, right? Cuz obviously right. 
you find it as something that's helpful, something that you can grow through, something you can learn about life as. But and have fun. That's and ha- that's that's. Let's put that absolutely. Having fun is probably the main <laughs> aspect of it. Yeah, well, that's where that's where the other things come into play. What would you say to somebody that has never played a video game? I would probably start by asking them if they have any reservations and what they are. My um, my girlfriend has reservations about playing games. Um, she has claimed, and we haven't sat down to play games yet. Okay, let's let's put that out there. But she's told me that like picking up a controller and like it's very easy to get frustrated because it's not in intuitive yet when you first start and i think that's how a lot of people feel especially when it comes to like an actual physical controller that's separate from the screen i know so many people especially like girls like Kristen, like when i was in middle school and high school that had nintendo ds's because it was it was connected to the screen it was right there you know and there wasn't uh thumbsticks and l1 r1 and clicking buttons like clicking the thumbstick in like there wasn't any of that it was and that I could go on and on about Nintendo's marketing plan and why they are geniuses is what they do and apply or appealing to all markets. <laughs> However, um, a lot of people have a lot of reservations. And so what I would say is give it a shot. Take, take a couple hours and go play journey, which is a beautiful game that um, is really intuitive and really easy it's like going you just have to go forward i think or something like that uh, um i really only started it but it was game of the year and it's beautiful is it only on playstation i don't think so anymore i think it's on pc and it might be on xbox game pass don't quote me on that um i think that everybody and now honestly brett as games are more accessible People are picking up mobile games left and right. I mean, that's a whole that's a whole market that is people that don't typically play games that play mobile games. Or, and there's a lot of like crossover in between, obviously. But I think that I I love being able to sit somebody down and show them a game, like even if they're not playing. Like, uh, for example, this last Fourth of July. Um, we were, it was in the middle of the afternoon, you know, it was pretty hot out. People were kind of wanting to hang out inside while in between swimming in the pool and playing cards or whatever outside. And so we, like, we get the PlayStation going and I think we pulled up Spider-Man, like the new Spider-Man. And my roommate is just swinging through New York and I've got a living room full of people that like do not play games, don't know that Spider-Man on PS4 slash PS5 is a thing and they're watching like my man swing through the city and like beat the crap out of bad guys. And, and then we let somebody play God of war, man. Oh, Oh, that was fun. Like just sending, sitting him down in the middle of the game and be like, all right, go into that boss. Like, that'll be fun. And it, it's just, uh, the, 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 the expression that they get on their faces. I've, I've one more story. If you don't mind, go for it. Um, so there is like this, this big event that happens every summer. Um, it's not happening this summer because of COVID, but it's called E3. It's like the electronic entertainment expo. It's been happening for decades and it's where all the game publishers come and just like present their games and they have big showcases. And it honestly is, it feels like Christmas to me. Um, and so I got my roommates 
really hyped about it over the last couple of years. Specifically, uh, Taylor Winks, who is my one of my best friends and one of my best friend's boyfriends. That's how I. That's how we met. And she was like Parker, best friend's girlfriend. Best friend's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what I said. You said best friend's boyfriend. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Sure. Not the same thing. We're all inclusive here. We're all on inclusive. The word we I'm leave. trying to be inclusive, and I don't think I was. I apologize. Anyway, so Taylor was like Parker. I want to get in. I want to get into this world. And she was seeing, you know, this, these female characters as protagonists and, um, she got all sorts of excited and it's, uh, it makes me excited because finally, you know, it's, it doesn't feel like a, (laughs) like a male dominated industry and, um, seeing games like horizon and the last of us part two that are led by female characters. And we sat down to watch like the PlayStation showcase last summer and at one point I look over to Taylor and um, we're watching this game and I just see her face light up and her, her eyes as she's like watching these characters on screen in this world that she wants to play, that she wants to be involved in, that she wants to dive into. And that's just, I don't know, that's like one of the best feelings is when you can share that with somebody else. Like, that's that's why to answer your question like i just i just want to i want to give games to other people i think that it is the medium to dominate all mediums within the next 20 years and i think that is a perfect time to transition to a game that we get to play (laughs) welcome to wordplay wordplay so if you guys don't know welcome to welcome to word before we leave our whole little niche is words and language and today we're playing a game parker and i are going to play a game and we might be talking over each other so if this is bothersome to you as the listener um i apologize so the point of the game the rules of the game are pretty simple parker and i are going to both think of a word any word that's not in the environment that we're in right now Mm -hmm. First word that comes to our minds, and then on the count of three, we're going to say that word. And our goal is to get from that word to the same word. Right. This could take 10 seconds. This could take five minutes. We might get it on the first one. I hope so, because <laughs> it's never happened to me before. It's I've been n- sending you a word through my, through my tele- we just telepathic have to, We have powers. to connect for a second. Yeah. We have to like be on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. Okay, right, ready? I'm, th- I'm, I'm thinking of a word. I got a word. All right, ready? Three, two, one. Carousel. Shazam. Parker said carousel. I said Shazam. <laughs> so we have to get from Shazam and carousel to something that is the same. What is even remotely... I got something. Okay. I think I got something too. Three, two, one. Lights. Magician. Okay, okay. Lights and magician. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Spell. Theater. Okay. Spell theater and, and spell. The spell and theater. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 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 Right. okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Magic. Ah, oh, we're getting closer though. I'm a, I'm a theater person, so wicked came to mind. Yeah. I I was going, you know, spell is magic and theater is magic. Mm, that's good. That is good. So we're on wicked and. Spell? Spell. No, magic. Wicked and magic. No, no, it was... Yes, I said magic. I said wicked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think... 
I'm tr- oh, I got it. I got it. I'm trying to tie them together. I think Wicked it is. Wicked and magic? Easy. Okay. Okay. Think, think. Yep. Yep. I'm ready. Three, two, one. Which? Bingo. Yes! <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, and theys and thems, that was wordplay. Love it. And now it's time to get to some of the more personal questions of the podcast. This is probably the deepest we will get. It may not fully pertain to the topic of video games. I hope you're okay with that. I'm expecting it. Yeah, let's do it. If you could ask advice from your 80-year-old self, a man in the future, what would you ask him about life that might either help you now, help you from in the future, help a past version of yourself? Let's just say you get a chance to sit down with a future you. What would you ask him so i remember how do you record it (laughs) how do you record it how do you record all the thoughts ideas experiences how do you just put it somewhere so that way it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere you know so that way you can you can look at it later like documentation is incredibly important i take a lot of notes and note taking and recording journaling Sometimes it gets overwhelming because I'm I get afraid that I'm not going to finish a book or finish a notebook because I like there'll be days in between a journal entry or I'll have this note card that has a random thought on it that <laughs> I don't have a date for or and I don't know where it, what it means or like the notes in my phone like I go back and I'm like where did this joke come from who said this what is happening I I just I wonder if the old man found out a way to take a look back on his life and be able to go through it a little bit and maybe feel similar feelings or be nostalgic for a time period. I think I'll have that, but I am afraid that I won't. Like, um, I'm just afraid my memory's going to go. It runs in the family. Like... It would be nice to be able to record something or record a part of it or like just a little way that I can uh, like be like look at something and like look at a picture or look at a a notebook, a, a note card, whatever it is, and like transport myself back or have a new perspective on it that is tied to the old one. Like, uh, yeah, maybe that's a little I hope that's not too uh, too much, but. No, no, that's it's not too much at all. Now, for for the listeners, I, I, again, I do want to thank you for joining us for the first episode. Um, this is a question I, I plan on asking every single guest. Yeah, that comes on the show. It's the premise of the podcast itself. Um, it's where the idea for the title came from. So I'm now going to ask you this question, and if you need a second to think. By all means, take the second. 
Would you care to share a word before we leave? I would. And I have thought about it. When you first asked me to do this, I did not have a good answer. Or the answer that I had is not one that sticks to me. I had a kind of a moment in the mirror the other day, in the morning. I had sort of a moment the other day where it came to me, my answer. And I was standing in front of the mirror before I went to work. And I was not looking forward to going to work. Um, But I had a little time. I had like probably like a half hour, 45 minutes before I had to care. (laughs) And I looked at myself in the mirror right before I was going to do something. And it just like shouted at me like, Hey, this question is like been rattling around. And so I just kind of stood there and I was, I said it out loud. I was like, just slow down. Just slow down and enjoy it. And it was not shortly after that that I saw some video with Tom Hanks. And he's sitting at this actor's round table. And he says, the, the question was like, what's something that you wish you knew earlier? And he said, this too shall pass. And he said, the bad things pass and the good things do pass as well. And that really just reignited what I had previously said to myself in the mirror. Just slow down. It's so easy for me to get going (laughs) and to really speed through my life, it feels like. Brett, I feel like I am so much older than I actually am. And that is because I I didn't slow down for a really long time. It wasn't until I quit school that I was forced to slow down. And I had to take a hard look at myself and a hard look at my life. And I learned what being present meant. And that is like the, that, that pretty much the definition of, of being present is slowing down. (laughs) Like you have to tell your mind to stop. Sometimes you have to tell it to stop worrying and like not worrying, but worrying W H I R R I N G. Like the gears just turn for me all the time. My, like my inner monologue, man, whew, some, it's like constant. And when I can take a moment and just listen to the world, like existence, <laughs> it, you feel better. You feel more present. You feel like you can actually tackle the things that are ahead of you. And I was able to go into my day that day, that afternoon and be like, yeah, like I'll sit down and work and I'll let the sun come in and hit me in the face and it'll be nice. Like I have tried to stop going so fast and I hope that I remember that (laughs) because if all goes according to plan, my life will not be slow. I do not want it to be slow. I do not work that way. In fact, the last ever since I left school has been the, the antithesis of what I've been used to. I am a very extroverted person. I love people. I love talking to people. I love learning things from people. I love providing people with a good time. I loved having parties at my house. I loved, you know, connecting with people. 
So not doing any of that, I've learned a lot about my, about me and about myself. And that's great. I love that I took the time, but it, uh, I don't want the rest of it to be like this. You know, I sit at this desk every day and I'm like, I want to, I want to get out of here. I don't want to be tied to this. I want to go make stuff. I want to go talk to people about making stuff. I want to collaborate. I want to learn. And I say all that and it sounds very fast. (laughs) And so that's what I have to remember is to just slow down and just take a minute through it all constantly to just enjoy it. Like, I hope that honestly, Brett, like I hope that I'm doing something crazy somewhere and I hope that I'm like on this, on this shoot or maybe I'm like gathering research for a video game and me and the team are like taking a bunch of photos in Alaska. All right. We're doing this. We're doing a game in Alaska. Let's say I want to be able to just separate myself from that. Remind myself that I am me and I'm a person and I'm not this game. I'm not this company, even though I'm, I'm, it might feel like mine. Like I have to remember that I am separate of that and that like to enjoy it, to enjoy what I'm actively doing instead of just going from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, and not taking any time to appreciate it. So slow down. Thank you for being here with us today, Parker. It means the world to me. It means the world to the audience members. It means the world to yourself. Hopefully maybe one day you'll be able to look back on this podcast and in a cheesy way, like some of the words you said might, help you remember to slow down in your own life thank you thanks for having me on like this has been it's been great and uh i it's not it has not only been therapeutic for me today but therapeutic in the last couple of weeks talking to you about this and getting ready to do this and understanding where you are at and your headspace um shit we could do a whole episode just on you and that that might not be a bad idea but maybe one day maybe one day Parker, your words matter, and the foundation of language has and will continually bring people together. So thank you again for being a part of our first episode and sharing a word before we leave. A word before we leave would like to thank Parker Ryle, Rick Alloway, Kelly Bowling, my mom and dad for the support, Matthew Blom, Zed Umar, and the listeners who have all had some part in conceptualizing and supporting the creation of this podcast. You know, today might be a good day for you too to reconnect with the game that you played in your childhood. I'm Brett Gaffney, and today's guest was Parker Ryle, and this has been A Word Before We Leave. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. That was fun. Close-up shop. I think it went pretty well. I think your dog made a few sounds in the background, but... <laughs> she was kind of a nuisance. Uh, yeah. That's okay. She just cares. You know? she, she just cares. She just cares. She simply just cares. Now we're really going to